0: Hey, this is Red. You're listening to the Midwest Mixtape Podcast.
1: Howling at the moon while the innocents sleep Through a cannon of concrete walls I bend down But not this alone 27 years Never missed a single sunset Eyes growing green Living in the shadows Just another game to be seen
2: Hi, and welcome to the Midwest Mixtape Podcast live from the Barn Studio in Southeast Missouri. We are joined with a special guest online right now. We have Mr. Red Shahan. Red, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Doing really good. I am a big fan. We are a big fan here at the Midwest Mixtape Podcast and uh, really excited. You're coming into our neck of the woods this weekend. You'll be at Hellbenders on the Current in Van Buren, Missouri, Saturday, August 12th with Steve Banke. And Flatland Band, we're excited to have you in our in our area. I'm excited to be there. Is it, uh, is it any less hot than it is in Texas? Right now, actually, we had a had a little bit of a couple cool days. I'm not sure what this weekend's looking like, but uh, yeah, it would, we have cooled down just a little bit. What would define cool? Well, I think yesterday maybe hit 80s. Oh yeah. Well, now we're talking like Texas winter. <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah. we'll be there for sure. I know you're a Texas, you know, native, but is that where you currently live and stay? yes sir yeah
0: we uh live about 30 minutes west of fort worth
2: we've talked to many texas artists on here and uh you know like uh wade bowen and and william clark green and randy rogers and all that and they almost it seems like they spend a whole month just playing texas and i know texas is pretty big obviously but they hit almost every spot of it do you play texas a lot
0: not really we only do about four or five texas dates a year we try to get out as much as we can and You know, because we've we've done the Texas thing for a long time in the past, and it's become quite a good money market for us. So we try not to oversaturate and just play the right places and then get out and get up north and west and east as far as people will have us.
2: As far as being an artist, is that one of your favorite things about being a singer songwriter artist is uh, playing on the stage or do you enjoy the studio time or the crafting of songs? Where do you say you're the most comfortable as being a singer songwriter?
0: Oh man, you know it's um probably in studio. I love being in studio. I love writing, I love recording. As far as being an entertainer, I wouldn't really categorize myself as that. I struggle with, you know, the car salesman pitch, but uh I enjoy playing music live um regardless, but um being in the studio is it's just one of those
2: um those moments that you can't really recreate. On your website, you have a pretty exciting tour that you're getting ready to go on. You have some dates in the fall opening up for colder, colder wall, which is a guy that I think almost everybody would agree seems to be doing it the right way. Are you excited about those dates, and what can we look forward to on that tour?
0: Yeah, culture's a good guy. Uh, his band, everybody involved, is great dudes, and um, excited to get back out. We we did some shows back in twenty, uh, I want to say seventeen, twenty eighteen. It was me and him, and we were opening up for, for Cody Jinks. And uh, we all got to be pretty good friends. And those shows, especially, you know, we I think we're doing two dates at the Longhorn Ballroom in Dallas, and they're kind of uh, reviving that place what's from what sounds like to be a really cool venue. So looking forward to those and obviously getting out of the heat with the rest of the shows.
2: What do you think about sort of the state of country music right now? It seems like we sort of have two kinds of uh... – two kinds of lanes where people are still part of the, you know, Nashville machine. And then, you know, guys like Coulter and some other guys as well sort of have a little bit more ownership of what they're doing. And uh, what do you think about the state of country music?
0: Oh, man, I, I stay optimistic. You know, I don't I don't uh, judge anybody for what they choose to do with their music. And, you know, if people are more career minded, I think that's cool. You know, I I, sh- I would probably say I needed to be a little more career minded, um, but I'm at heart. You know, it's it's hard to ever get away from that stubborn, artistic, whatever you want to call it, mentality that I have. I think it's always going to be in good hands as long as there's people on both ends of the spectrum. I think if everything was right down the middle, everybody would get bored with it. It gives some people some perspective on whether they like one type of music or the other, because there will always be the extremes. I think it's in good hands personally.
2: That's good to hear, especially coming from somebody that's been doing it for as long as you have. You know, you've likely witnessed some significant changes in the music industry. How do you adapt to some of those changes? And I always kind of ask this question is like, you know, somebody who creates songs and art and you live in a world where everything is very 60 second clips and TikTok world and TikTok culture. How do you kind of navigate those two, two things?
0: Well, luckily I'm pretty dumb and I don't have a TikTok and I don't have Twitter and I don't really even get on the rest of the stuff. So I've, I've kind of blocked out the noise from day one as far as social media and, and the required upkeep per se that, that uh, a lot of guys stretch themselves out thin for. It's something that I don't really get involved with because I'm just not that type of person. It's just it's hard for me to want to wanna keep up with that and and again it's like it's again like the national machine You're like I, I don't judge people for doing that I, you know i think it's as far as work ethic goes you see some of these guys grinding it out on every possible platform they can and that that takes work you know there's it's undeniable that 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 kind of stuff is is definitely hard but um as far as myself and keeping up with that stuff like nah i just i just try to focus on writing good music and being a good husband and a good father and uh keep taking care of my
2: P's and Q's around the house, if you will. And you mentioned off-air about being on dad duty right now.
0: Yeah, I'm actually feeding our third child right now as we're on this interview.
2: <laughs> awesome, awesome. So that, how's yeah. that? You know, how's, how do you ban- balance family life with, with a career that requires you to be away a lot of the times? How do you navigate that?
1: Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's
0: going to be interesting with the third in the mix. We have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Uh, two girls, and then we just had our son, Ozzy. So they're all relatively young, and my wife is only one person. Um, but she's tough, and she can handle just about anything. She's been an ICU nurse for 14 years, so she uh, she's definitely not a lightweight by any means. She's, she can handle a heavy load. So, you know, it's it's just like anything else. It's balanced. You know, I can't be gone uh, a whole month, but I think my my current expiration date, is two weeks. So any any longer than two weeks, I think I get run off pretty quick. So I try to stay under that. Shout out to the
2: wives, right? Holding it down while us were out there chasing dreams.
0: Chasing dreams, just being goons out there with a guitar.
2: (laughs) Here at the Midwest Mixtape Podcast, we do a songwriter spotlight. The first song that ever came across our radar of yours, uh, I absolutely am in love with. I think it's a great song. Is Men and Coyotes. Yeah, uh, what does that song meant to your career, and how do you think so? Why do you think so many people connected with that song? I guess it's amassed over thirteen million Spotify streams. What was it about that song? How has it meant to your career?
0: Uh, you know, that was our debut record, and I think this is just speculation, but I think that the loneliness, like the vastness in the sound, um, that it's not overproduced. There's not a lot going on. Um, I think that that was easy to latch onto. Um, you know, compared to a lot of things that you hear on the radio, you know, it's kind of a break from, you know, the the layered guitars and the all the vocals and all those things, and those are cool, but it's just kind of a break in between those songs, and um, as far as lyrically, you know, it's it's kind of out there and really kind of more leans towards the blue-collar crowd and, and kind of that uh, resilience and being yourself and keeping on doing what you do, even though, you know, nobody cares for coyotes, so... That's really what it's meant to me. And as far as career goes, you know, I mean, that's obviously you You said the numbers, you know, that's that's the song that people gravitate towards the most. So it's a fun one to play live and it's a big hit whenever we bring it out. Do you care
2: if we hear a little bit of it? Go for it. All right.
1: the innocent sleep through a cannon of concrete walls I've been down oh but not this alone 27 years never missed a single sunset eyes grown green living in the shadows just another game to be seen
2: How do we get this song on Yellowstone? It seems like that would be the perfect <laughs> fit for it. Yeah,
0: we've we've got that a lot. We have a couple songs on Yellowstone, but I agree. I think that one would be a pretty cool little
2: scene in one of them. Do you have any specific memories about riding men and coyotes?
0: I know that I was sitting in a trailer house in Stephenville, Texas, uh where I lived at the time, and. Uh, it's kind of like one of those songs it just kind of falls out of you and can't put it down until it's done so i don't really know how long it took me but i it wasn't very long at all and then you know you start playing to friends and start playing it live and then it's it was an obvious song that needed to be recorded so
2: say so it's it has uh worked out well you know we're digging in the past a little bit we got the tour in the fall what uh what's the future after that what's 2024 look like for you guys
0: uh, we, we've got a record in the can. We we finished uh, in about six or seven days. We went down to Fame Studios and Muscle Shoals and cut a record down there. At the very least, we'll put out a single in January. And um, from there, you know, we'll, we'll probably... I'm not a big guy. I'm not big on putting out singles, but we'll probably put out two at the most and then release the record.
2: That's a pretty legendary studio down there, right? Yeah. Yeah, what was that experience like?
0: It was fantastic. You know, there
2: was... much history
0: in those walls and everybody involved was top-notch and you know mark ford also produced this one as well so it's it's nice to be surrounded by such good company in a place like that you know it's a studio is one thing like you know it's you can go in and you can give it your all but if you're not in good company the studio doesn't matter so very fortunate to have the guys that i do
2: when you're in a studio like that and there's so much history there and I know a lot of rock music and there's definitely some rock elements to what you, what you do, I would say, does that tend to seep into your sound or do you feel like that influences the, the music at all?
0: It does. I I love rock. I love, I love old country. I love, man, I love it all. It's there's not, not really a genre that I, that I steer away from, to be honest, like it's good. I'm on it. Uh, but the rock side, you know I mean? That's, Everybody's born in the 80s, you know, has definitely got a little 90s grunge in
2: them, for sure. Yeah, it's funny you say that. You know, one of your songs I have on my notes here, Get the Money, it actually reminds me of a little bit of a 90s alternative song. And then something (laughs) like, you know, Water Bill has a sort of Credence Clearwater kind of sound to it. So I definitely hear some of those influences in your music. And I think that's, you know, one of the reasons we're big fans here is uh, you put on a song, you're really not sure what you're going to get. And uh, a lot of them sound very different from the others. And that that's important to me. I like variety when I listen to music and when I listen to artists.
0: You know, that's honestly something that I struggle with when it comes to putting a record together with a with somewhat of some kind of congruency. You know, it's it's important to to have like a a, a well rounded record, but uh, just trust that that the songs that I put on a record are as good as I could get to get them all in somewhat some kind of a vein. <laughs>
2: yeah because music is your product right and how do you sh- yeah. how do you market it how do you shape it and all that kind of stuff yeah so we're looking forward to that uh to that single in january and we're really excited for this weekend at hellbenders on the current in van buren missouri saturday august 12th with you and steve Banky and flatland band red we appreciate your time today get back to dad duties and we'll see you this weekend
0: yes sir that sounds good i'm looking forward to it
1: Since sleep through a cannon of concrete walls, I've been down. Oh, but not this alone. 27 years, never missed a single sunset. Eyes grown green, living in the shadows, just another game to be seen. And some people say we sing a lonesome song for the cowboys And others enjoy the company of the strange And just like the Indian sea, we're only here to guide the way A common thing, all misunderstood but at the end of the day, nobody cares for Kyle. We're going to burn us out, burn us out of town. The like in two feet slow. Calls out, oh come on home 27 years, never done nobody wrong But my eyes glow green Living in the shadows, just another game to be